Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello and welcome to the AEW Collision Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to this weekend's episode of AEW Collision. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Collision, but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2 Play. Oh! Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Sidgwick to look ahead to Collision this weekend and another stacked show. It does look stacked. Um, I'm warming to Collision. Yeah. It was a jarring welcome at the same time change of pace. The first two episodes set the tone um, for what it was, if not getting you on the edge of your seat. It's very meat and potatoes wrestling. There's a wild angles. The sense of energy is just not there. But, you know, that's good. I'm really warming to the, um, just the, the meat and potatoes, sit down, watch some great, rugged, mostly understated, simple pro wrestling. Mm. Um, it's... Verges at times on the dreaded solid, <laughs> but also it's often so wonderfully worked. Like something like that Christian suplex to Jar- uh, Jarby Darby when he was just not having it, not having it, not having <laughs> it, and then got the inside cradle. Like the sense of struggle, the craftsmanship, like it's really nice. And I believe one of our wonderful, loyal, long-term listeners Fraser Cranium mm. um, said that, is it just me or is there a certain lovely warmth to collision, a sense of routine where you can just sit down, watch it, and it's very pleasant? I agree with that. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great take. If it's not you, Fraser, it's somebody else, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, he likes his warmth, Fraser, so that's why yeah. I thought it was him. I agree. I like to watch this show on an evening it's like, ah, collision. Yeah. Some grown-up. Doesn't feel like work. Yeah, some grown-up, not particularly intense, compelling, gripping action with Elton John and the SNME nostalgia. And, you know, it can just exist at its own language pace and then just hook you. Mm-hmm. I really like collision now. Um, 
I'm a kaboomer, dynamite better. <laughs> but uh, every time CM Punk gets a little bit too scathing as a baby face, I'm like, oh, just turn heel for f- sake. <laughs> but other than that, I'm really strapped in. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a moonlighting collider. Yes. Look, competition is good in all aspects of life, uh, but particularly, well, it's better. thank you. Um, Obviously, you know, AW was such a breath of fresh air when it came along. It unquestionably has made WWE be a great deal better. Um, and Rampage initially was was a, a an added bo- fun added bonus, and then it just felt like they gave up. They've weirdly sort of put some more emphasis back into it now. But it did. I did get the sense. Obviously, it went out on different nights. But it was always taped, or for the most part, taped immediately after after Dynamite. And I just get the, got the sense from the people who were booking the show, the performers, and of course the crowd. It was just uh, let's get Rampage sort of out of the way. Whereas Collision, it's they're not necessarily trying to outdo Dynamite, like you say, because it's a, a very different show. But I do sense that they are trying to prove themselves that they can have an alternative on the alternative brand, if that yeah. makes sense, um, and. It, they've got a hell of an act to follow uh, after this week's Dynamite. Well, unless you're Michael Hamfler. Um, on the subject, before you segue into the actual discussion, on the subject of loyal long-term listeners that we hold dear in our hearts, I've noticed Ted the Hillbilly Heel is no longer on Twitter. What? And I was thinking, where are my memes? He used to make these custom yes! memes to, you know, put over our pods and show his appreciation. Um, I hope he's still listening and maybe just gave up on the Twitter life as... The best of us do. Yes. If you're listening, Ted, the hillbilly heel, we miss your memes. Don't feel pressure to come back and give us some. But if nothing else, we hope you're just still listening yeah. and enjoying a nice Twitterless life. Yeah. Love a good meme. Oh, that's basically a lot of my output on X nowadays. It's just, I'm going to make a meme about this. Yeah, yeah. And I'm no good at it. Ted, the hillbilly heel's far better. But uh, yeah, it was always so random when that you things pop up and it's not... You know, a nice black and white image of Swerve Strickland with what up turds written on it. Yeah, but instead, yeah, yeah. it's one of our heads on some amazing thing. But yes, uh, thank you to everyone who uh, supports us. Whether you tweet us, whether you uh, share your support for us, or whether you just lurk and listen to us. Yes. But whatever you do, make sure you leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And uh, if you're going to do that, might as well screenshot it. We need the proof. Email it to me, adam.wilborn at whatcoach.com. We give you a shout out. Uh, lots to look forward to. Three championship matches. Three jokes, three questions. <laughs> on this show, we will get to the biggie in due course. Uh, but speaking of big, FTR, for the second week in a row, defending their tag titles on AEW Collision. A different kettle of fish, so to speak, for them this week. It is Big Bill and Brian Cage who won that over-the-top rope battle royal thing, I think, on Rampage the other week to to set up this, I think it was last week, actually, uh, to set up this match. If you haven't done so already, um, myself, Sidgwick, and uh, particularly Andy Murray, who brought this to our attention, would very much encourage you to watch Brian Cage's Ring of Honor promo. All-night shrimp cocktails! He is a sensation for that, and I'm very excited to see how FTR handled this challenge, especially compared to how they handled last week's challenge. Yeah, Brian Cage, what a story. I think what's happened um, since 2020, um, was it 2021 where he's kind of last seen for ages? Yeah. 
where he was conducting various interviews and basically <laughs> intimating I should be a bigger deal in this promotion and he would like certain tweets where people would say, oh, they're doing wrong by Brian Cage. I think following the hiatus and that weird story of him doing the contract extension, you thought he was just out the yeah. door already? I think what's happened is that he's kind of had a bit of introspection. Mm-hmm. He's realized where his role actually is. Like, he's not a bona fide, charismatic best-in-the-world, superstar, main event guy. I think he might have just reckoned with himself and thought, you know what, maybe this is my level. Why don't I just go back and do what I can do to the best of my abilities at that level? And what's happened is his hard work, this sort of newfound humility, if you like, it's paid off. And hanging around with Prince Nana. Prince Nana. Um, And now that he's worked himself into a position, this big Bill tag team, I think, could be an absolute force of nature mm. for like at least the next two years. That match against Seidel and Trent in the Eliminator was awesome. So good. Mm. Pitched perfectly. Love this team. Love the idea of this match. Love the idea that with FTR's title reign, in lieu of the rankings, which I do miss, what they've done on collision and just became the best tag team in the world all over again. If the Young Bucks were trying it, it would be different. <laughs> is Bullet Club Gold beat FTR in a non-title match. They get a title match. MGF and Adam Cole win a tournament. They get a title match. Mm-hmm. Big Bill and Brian Cage win a battle royal. They get a title match. Sporting framework, mm-hmm. fixtures... Wins and losses mattering. I would prefer a really intricate, trackable ranking system to arrive at the same matches where like, the joy was, I use this as an example quite a bit, Darby Allen being like fifth or fourth, and I had honestly seen little of Darby before he'd joined AEW. Just the idea that he was like near Moxley when mm. Jericho was champion. It was just such a great, great um, device that they didn't use to its full potential, but when they did, it was brilliant. But in lieu of that, we've got fixtures, the wins of which matter, then you get a big match following them. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is the meat and potatoes that I've really wanted out of that increasingly convoluted AEW booking of late, and Collision is the home of that. As for this match, you know, FTR are going to win. Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, Big Bill and Big Cass, uh, Big Bill and Brian Cage are such a great, like inspired pairing yet again from Tony Khan that doubtlessly I'll feel the drama in the body of the match where you'll just that part of your brain where you say, "Well, they're not going to win." That'll get switched off yeah. through the power of the work. FTR are acolytes of tag team wrestling; they absolutely love it. They don't have to study, you know, Powers of Pain matches um, or Road Warriors matches to get a sense of how to work big men. They've spent their lifetime studying for everything they do. It's one of the reasons why they are so great. So this match should be great. They'll definitely scrap from underneath. They'll look like badasses when they eventually persevere. The sheer size and talent of Big Bill and Brian Cage will make it look like doubtful the outcome. All that said... It's time to play the game! Time to play the game! game. (laughs) Ha 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 ha! Did it! 
What Bret Hart versus Diesel spot <laughs> is Dax Harwood invariably going to do on Collision Saturday night? He has watched more Bret Hart tape than Michael Hamflit somehow. <laughs> and he is almost invariably going to do a Bret Hart versus Diesel spot when he's in there with yes. Big Bill. It is inevitable. I What I loved about the Bret Hart Diesel matches and the Bret Hart versus Big Lad matches is that he was just such a clever, bold wrestler who didn't just play babyface in every situation because his character was a babyface. Bret Hart would get like in the muck. Yeah. Like, he would get a bit dirty. He would do with um, the odd cheap shot, which was perfect, like logical pro wrestling storytelling because look at the size of this guy. But he would sort of every now and then do something that bent the rules in a way that put over his opponent mm -hmm. as if to suggest this guy's so big and so intimidating and so scary that can't beat him in a fair fight. So I have to do this, which is he approached these monster matches in such a great way. One of my favorite spots. And, you know, he worked a few with Diesel. Hamlet will have a far better recollection than me. Maybe he did it more than once. Um, but he would jump up kind of get, like, carried. You know, like when you carry a kid? <laughs> yes. This soon enough. Bret Hart would assume that position and simply bite Diesel's head. <laughs> like, You're too big. I kind of have to bite your head. It's not sportsmanlike, but I just have to do this. I think, down the road of game, if Dax Harwood does not bite Big Bill's head, I will be surprised. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, they're going to have to cut him down. Um Look, it's been a transformation. Uh, he did did it more so, obviously, on the indies prior to this. But what? And I obviously had his personal problems as well. But I'm just so happy for Big Bill yeah. uh, that he's really, like you say, found his place. Right. And yeah, FTR are going to have to do something, maybe from their heel book. Absolutely. And what a book that is. Yeah. What a book that is. I tell you one thing as well. Um. Well, but I'm not expecting you to do a new generation Brett tribute <laughs> spot, so don't worry about that. It was more a game for myself. Yeah. Um, We've got another game coming. Oh, yeah. He's done it once already, which is regrettable, I think, because even though it looked amazing, because the idea is there are no flips, just fists. And yeah, a Tobe Suicida isn't a flip, but watching Cash Wheeler do a dive, I wish he'd be a little bit more disciplined with it because I love the idea of them doing a dive in this match. Like, well, they don't do that very often because it betrays their, you know, philosophical code, if you like, but the idea that they kind of have to do it because look at the size of these guys. So I want them to cheat. I want them to betray their sort of, like, really principled yeah. values in terms of what they want to do in the ring and why, purely because if we don't, we're knackered. So I really can't wait for this. I think it'll be tremendous. Yeah, I like the idea of, of FTR realizing we're going to have to, like you say, betray some of the stuff that established us as a team by maybe we do have to go to the top rope. Maybe, I don't know, Dax is trying to suplex Big Bill and he's got the waist lock, but it's Big Bill. He's going nowhere. So maybe Cash has to come off the top and drop kick yeah. uh, Big Bill to set him going. So whoop, there you bloody go over there. Yeah, no question, obviously, the FTR will will retain. But, uh, yeah, I'm fascinated to see how they lay this out compared to, like we said, uh, the excellent match with Better New Bede last week. 
And there's a lot of negativity going around, particularly today, around uh, all women's divisions in uh, AEW and WWE. So I'm not going to focus on the negativity too much here. I mean, Andy talked a lot about it in the news today. Um, instead, I know this is this has been a very sort of bog standard way of setting up quite a few women's world title matches. But on paper, Chris Statlander versus... Uh, Mercedes Martinez could be very tasty tonight. Yeah, just a quick note. If people want my take on the Ferrari that has sort of erupted across um, social media pertaining to, you know, WWE and AEW's women's divisions, I'm not getting into it. I don't know who the reliable narrators are. I am not in that dressing room. Can that much smoke exist without a little bit of fire? I'm not sure. But at the same time, I'm not there. There's two sides for every story. Um, all I know is that something somewhere in both North American majors is rotten. We have campaigned in our own silly little way to try and remedy this, to manifest it, or to at least shine a light on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sick of it. <laughs> it sucks. The representation is necessary. We get nowhere near enough of it. Um that, those are my scattered thoughts. I'm just not getting involved. It's it's one of those where it's like, I hate it when wrestlers say, oh, what a terrible clickbait headline, or, you know, you've never been in this business. How the f*** would you know what the <laughs> f*** are you talking about? Well, you know, I do. Mm. And I hate to use Meltzer's favorite analogy because God knows I'm sick of reading it every single day on Twitter. <laughs> Dave, I love you. It's 2023. Stop it. But, you know, they can watch a film and make their minds up about whether they like yeah. it or not. I can do the same thing. Eat I a like restaurant th- and decide whether ex- the food tastes good Exactly. Or not. I like to think I'm quite good at it as well. So I will absolutely say, no, I can't tell you if you suck. I'm well-informed. I'm articulate. I'm, dare I say it, insightful and analytical. I can tell you why you are bad or good. I'm allowed to do that. Mm. When it comes to the interpersonal dynamics of a locker room, I've never one stepped foot in. Mm. I'm not, unless I'm fairly certain or I've read so much that you can say, oh, you know what, Shawn Michaels was a complete dick in 1995 <laughs> yes. and 1996. One of the reasons I can confidently proclaim that is because Shawn Michaels has said I was a complete dick back then. You know, I'm not saying that there's a hard and fast rule here, but I don't know enough about the situation. I'm not going to delve into it as a result. Um, This match, the best version of it, is pretty damn good. But again, when I talk about that, and I use that one a lot, the best version of this match is technically good. Snug, convincing. Yeah. Two powerhouses going at it. But the best version of this match is something that's got a really good build, where you can buy the title change, where you've watched Mercedes Martinez for several weeks, if not months, of a big sustained build. Mm-hmm. And then they go at it, and it's dramatic, and it's heated, and the crowd were emotionally invested. Like, I think the ceiling for this is like three and a half. Mm-hmm. And that might surprise me, but if you're in that audience, in wherever Collision happens to be, uh, you know, tape, broadcast, whatever, if you don't give a toss about Mercedes Martinez in that arena, and the atmosphere is flat as a result... I would never go, Ugh, dead crowd. Mm. Because what what incentive have they been given to invest in the plight of Statlander selling for Martinez? The idea that a title switch is imminent? Um, 
anything, even Statlander. Yeah. You know, so if this is, you know, well worked, but has that sort of bleak, quiet AEW crowd vibe, um, I feel sorry for the performers involved, but Tony Khan's got no one to blame for himself. Yeah, I'm begging you, right? The You know, it is a TV match, so you can't build ever. Sorry, and, sorry. And I just want to make one more point before I forget it because I'm very uh, Swiss <laughs> cheese brained. Yes, it's a TV match. Yes, you can't have a TV match every week that feels with an unpredictable outcome with a massive like, attraction vibe attached to it. Um, but they managed to get volume for all the men's matches or most of the men's matches mm-hmm. on AWTV, so there is a difference. There mm-hmm. is a difference. Yeah, I, and I realise there has been a story going into this. We talked about it on last week's collision. There was the whole... Uh, Mercedes Martinez wins the match and then decides, I want to kick a little bit more ass and I'm going to jump the champion and hit it with the title and what have you. So there is a story going into right. it. It is just, you know, book by numbers. It's yeah, yeah, exactly, by numbers. Um, so I'm begging you now, look at the reaction that you got on Wednesday night. By I'm not saying you switched the title, by the way, but by switching the title onto Hikaru Shida and letting people get excited about All In and a, a title women's match on that show. You know, we've already, there was a Twitter question to this morning on the news saying, is this a sign that Shida's first defense is going to be Soraya or All In? How many times recently have people fantasy booked a women's title that doesn't involve, you know, uh, Jamie Hayter, for example? Like it's just been, yep. Yeah, Tony Storm's going to face someone. There's going to be cheating from the outcasts, and that's going to be it, sort of thing. And I, I really enjoyed Tony Storm as champion. I think she's been great, and uh, I was genuinely shocked that it was only sixty odd days. It's felt like yeah. she's been champion for a lot longer. Um, so yeah, uh, start yeah. using this weekend show as a springboard. You don't have to have Chris Statlander win, and then suddenly someone else, Nyla Rose, for example, comes out and clocks her one or whatever, but. Don't make me wait till the 25th of August to go, um, Chris Dallander versus who's closest to me right now? You. Like, have a plan. You've got some really talented women in that uh, AW Women's division that deserve better than just a graphic, that deserve better than just... Um, Ty Valkyrie's uh, been winning some matches again, I suppose. Yeah. Like, would you do that or for... Or more accurately... Taya Valkyrie's been losing some matches, but give her a title shot anyway. Yeah. Would you do that for Orange Cassidy? Well, do they are Fox, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> but it is comparable, like, with Orange Cassidy or whoever the TNT champion is right now. I know who is, what group has yeah, the yeah. belt, but I'm not going to specify. Would they be turning around going, oh, we'll see if something comes up for, for Christian Cage in, in a couple of weeks' yeah. time? No chance. So, not necessarily tonight, but... A, a, a statement victory, like you say, for Chris Statlander over a difficult foe in Mercedes Martinez. And even if it's, I mean, the, the bog standard AW thing of a heel is sat there backstage going, hmm, after she's won the match, give me something for it yeah. all in, please. But a win for Statlander. <laughs> <laughs> What words my mouth? <laughs> what are you saying? Obviously. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Uh, we also have uh, the inaugural match for the X World Championship. I'm talking about the AEW World title, the real world championship match between CM Punk and Ricky Starks. Did you uh, notice, Sidge, by the way? Uh-huh. The uh, X went through the E. Where else was it going to go? <laughs> Tell you what, as much as I was like, ah, yeah, where else is it going to go? Well, hang on, can you make us talk about maybe appearing on Collision? This match is what I want out of Collision. This is very much where the um, WCW Saturday Night comparison comes into play, where you do rematches, but it wasn't just... It, like, WWE's ruined everything. <laughs> sorry, yeah. They've ruined absolutely <laughs> everything. So when you see rematches, you think, all right, okay, well, it's going to go 50-50, or, oh, this is boring. Just because WWE has done these things doesn't mean that another company can't. Yeah. Or just uh, on the other on the side, <laughs> just because WWE didn't do something doesn't mean the company can't do that. Mm. It'd be a story. Um, I this won't be as good, but I was I've been killing um, Saturday night on the network of late. Um, at home on the network, right? Have you done your yearly watch? I saw you tweeted about it the other day. It's not hot enough, right? Before I go on to Saturday night, remind me, yeah, my yeah, head will yeah. forget. Every year, there's a certain point. Remember a music critic saying there's a perfect time to listen to uh, The Boys of Summer by Don Henley? Oh. And it's when it's September, and you can feel summer slipping away, but there's still the warmth where mm-hmm. it's like you're not listening to it in December. You can feel the warmth, but it's bittersweet because it's like, it's not as hot as it was in August, is it? Mm. Nights are closing in. The nights are closing in, and that sense of... 
you're not guaranteed to be able to just go out the weekend. Yeah, if it starts, I mean, it's bad now, but if you, previously, uh, if it starts raining, you think that might be it. I might have had my last day of yeah. being able to say, should we go to the beach and not put yeah. a fleece on? So every year, annual tradition, I at this point don't think I can do it because <laughs> the weather is so terrible, is uh, the two first VHS tapes of WWF I ever got, my entry point into wrestling. I can't even remember which one I watched first. It might have been WrestleMania 6, but it was WrestleMania 6 and SummerSlam 1989. The nostalgia of SummerSlam 1989 for me is so evocative and profound powerful to me i don't know you can never really explain yeah so my memories of watching it obviously it's the most idyllic time in your life you don't even think there's a bad world you just think this is the best something i don't get a toy that's the worst of your problems and there's something about the synths in that theme the fact that it's summer slam which is like the best times like you don't even have school yeah like SummerSlam 1989. So when the day gets its hottest, I did it on, you know, the 40-degree day last year. Oh. That night, I watched SummerSlam 1989. So this is, this is the most perfect time to do it, where you are so hot and the weather's so close. And I've got a leather couch, I don't know about you, but I actually stick to it. Yeah, I used in to have summer. that in my flat, yeah. So when I'm stuck to that couch, I just want to mo- watch the most simple goody versus body. This is how we used to make it. <laughs> like, stuck to the couch, listen to that synth, watching all the American 80s people eating the ice cream in the intro. And not only is it the most powerful WWF nostalgia, but in 1989, when Crockett was just dead as a promotion, something weird and wonderful happened. Like a sliding doors, sliding doors moment, just a moment in time, very briefly, you had the powerful WWF nostalgia, those ridiculous bodies that I so loved when I was younger. And then Shivani's on commentary, Tony Shivani, and the Brain Busters are working the Heart Foundation in the opener. Oh, my God. It is the ultimate composite professional wrestling nostalgia for a millennial WWE wrestling fan. Got me oh, pumped. Honestly, man. SummerSlam 1989. 80s WWF, the synths are blaring. It's a time of innocence. It's a time of celebration. And you've got Bret Hart, Tony Schiavone, Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson in the opener. You're like, oh my God. It's like, it's like fake. It's too perfect. <laughs> yeah. It's like these things didn't actually exist at the same time. You're conflating your nostalgia, except on that night, they did. You have sold me on this so well. I've just been thinking as you were talking, you know what I might do? I realize, uh, and any parents listening to this one that will be shaking their head going, you've got no idea yeah. what you're walking into, right? But when my paternity happens, you know what I've just thought I might do, as I am becoming a dadly boy, finally, I might have themed weeks, a Michael Sidgwick week and a Michael Hamper yeah. week, right? Because I know I'm going to be getting no sleep. I mean, it's all going to be terrifying. Just telly, 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 exciting. Cuddles. Imagine, because I was like, I was just thinking just then, I was like, I don't think I've ever actually watched SummerSlam 1989, right? What if, like, I'm there, like, oh, God, this little guy won't go to sleep, and, oh, God, or he, like, I'm just sat on the sofa, and Anna Louise is having a nap upstairs, and I want something to fill my time, but as you've said, it can't be anything heavy, it can't be anything that really uh, requires complete attention spans and what have you. 
what if I have a, a week where I like tick off the Michael Sidgwick list? So I watch WrestleMania six. I watch SummerSlam in nineteen eighty nine. Seven's better. It's very very problematic, obviously. But seven <laughs> yes. seven rules. And as this for a little added bonus for the first time ever, Tremors. Tremors. Tremors and SummerSlam 1989. I could do that on a loop every single day of my life from here until the end of it, and I'd be absolutely delighted, genuinely. Uh, so anyway, Saturday night, main event rematch, because that's what we were talking about. Before. Yes. <laughs> so every now and then, any time of year, Saturday night, WCW is one of my nostalgia things as well. They used to do a lot of rematches, but in a good way. They don't just build on the stories, but build on the stories where wrestle one week, something happens, like an injury or whatever, or I didn't quite kill you enough. <laughs> so I'm going to have to do that again. I don't like your sort of attitude or your ability to withstand me. And that leads me to what I did last night was Vader versus Cactus Jack. Oh. So I'm going through that series again. And like, first one, <laughs> Vader is just mutilating Cactus Jack's face with shoot fists. Like, <laughs> it's so gripping and weird because it's got this like studio audience in this small venue. And it's like, okay, come watch the goodies beat the bad guys. Oh, tough sh kid because Vader's fing cactus jack up and he's shoot bleeding from his nose. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Like, oh. Didn't kill him that well. He kept coming back. We'll have to see about this <laughs> the next time and revisit this. It was like really good, like the perfection of match to build a match booking. Mm. And I'm fairly certain that's what Punk and FTR are going with. Mm -hmm. It's like sort of key creative minds and the biggest stars on this show. So I think that's what Punk is like. Well, I'm a great in-ring storyteller. We can both cut promos out the ass. So what happens in the sequel? What do they build on? Well, they build on obviously the finish mm -hmm. where Stark's like, oh, I'm just going to grab the ropes. They just presented themselves in front of me. And hey, it's nothing that you wouldn't have done. So I'm ex expecting Punk to do it. Steamboat as a guest referee. You haven't even got yeah. onto that yet. Yeah. I'm a complete hypocrite because I've sat here every week and gone, why are you making these referees look so stupid? And you always point out, why is having a celebrity or an ex-wrestler being a referee better than having a qualified professional wrestling referee? But it's Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, so yeah, that's fine. out the window. It's absolutely fine. Ricky can do what he wants. Um, I, so, Punk to do the ropes... Steamboat to kick him in the arm yes. to get because Punk knows what he's doing. I don't necessarily like what he's doing or think it's as effective as what he can do when he stays in a lane, but he'll know that there are fans in whichever building, every building, maybe except Chicago and maybe not even that, who are going to just hate him and he's going to play both sides and he's going to wrestle babyface because that's where the alignments are at, I think. But he'll do something dickheaded because he will. He's he's clever enough to do it, so he's going to go for the ropes. Is that right? Fans are going to hate me for this. How can I make them happy they bought a ticket? Steamboat is going to do the kick the arm off. Yeah. And Punk's going to stooge and be brilliant. Flail his arms backwards, and you're going to get an absolutely awesome oh, two count out of yeah. that. And Punk's going to look at Steamboat and say, what are you doing? And Steamboat's going to go, Phil, I'm fair. Just because you can't conceive of what a good man I am doesn't mean I'm not good. Doesn't mean good does not exist. This will be class. I want, uh, as well as that, because I think that's going to be a great near fall. I agree completely. I also want a moment maybe where he catches Ricky Starks doing it and Ricky Starks gets in Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's face, like right up to him. Uh, like, then, oh my God, and then think for a split second, I'm not suggesting that they should do this, especially considering some of the matches that have been proposed. 
imagine just thinking for a split second, oh my God, Ricky Dragon Stewart's going to work, work all in. Like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. But imagine just for a second, you're like, well, Ricky Starks has got nothing on his dance card, and Rick the Dragon Steamboat is GOAT, um, and can still go. He worked, did he work this year? Last year. Last year. Alongside FTR on a six-man tag, or yeah, opposite. Or opposite. I, it was FTR involved in some capacity. He could have some, uh, he go like, ah, oh, we're Steamboat not. Steamboat do the pose against Ricky Starks. Oh. Ricky Starks can do his pose. Oh, my God. Steamboat can go, well, I'm doing mine. Can't fail. Get Ricky Starks, team up with... You're not going to do the TNT title match. Christian Cage and Luchasaurus, you can have a dragon versus a dinosaur and, and then these mates. Or I don't care. I want that to happen now. I've said it. I want Ricky the Dragon Steamboat to work all in. Yes. Don't need any more matches added after that. Finished. Completed it. Completed it. Are you <laughs> going to read to your baby even when I can't understand what's going on? Oh, I've already been doing it. I did that life. when that did to the bump, yeah. yeah. I mean, <laughs> yes, probably. Um, do it. It's nice. Yeah. They've already got a lot of, guess, uh, if I was a a book, what book would I be? A pop-up book, that's right. The, <laughs> Will, the Willborn Library is fully stocked. Hey, where's that tiger come from? I thought that were a page. It's 100%. We've got one of them. We've got loads of those, like, crinkly books where it's like, oh, you think this is just a, a shitty little book? Oh, surprise, motherfucker. Uh, it's got, like, a, like a cr- crunchy thing or a, oh, my God, it's the best book ever. See, right. I was going to recommend Julia Donaldson, whose books are fantastic. But, no, crinkle, crinkle books is good. <laughs> crinkle books and, uh, and uh, obviously, the, the goat of all books, the ones where you can do, like, finger puppets in the book. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Ulysses... <laughs> Uh, Infinite Jest. No. House House of <laughs> House of Leaves. Yeah. This panda's waggling his head at you. <laughs> anyway, uh, CM Punk to retain his world title. I'm doing speech marks. Yeah, and then. Are we ever reached the end of the podcast? No, we've got, we've all, and then, hold that thought, we've got to quickly talk because we're hearing from the acclaimed tonight. What's the future of that and, and daddy ass? They are going to challenge House of Black one more time for either All Out or All In. It'll be All In because of the Wembley scissoring thing. They have to do something for All Out. Yes. And it will be, if we can't beat you for those titles after two failures, Daddy Ass is going to retire. And because everyone loves them, not necessarily me that much, to be honest. I thought the acclaimed were better as a tag team, actually. <laughs> um Everyone in Wembley is going to go, oh, no, not daddy ass. And they will compensate for the lack of absolutely mind-blowing ring work that was featured at the start of the division with, like, true emotional heft and, oh, not daddy ass. Eight minutes. I won't believe it. Give longer to, what I, give longer to whatever Kenny Omega might be doing. Mm. And... Uh Title switch for the trios titles at that point at Wembley? Yes. Well, simultaneously, te- simultaneously, Daddy Ass tells Julia Hart, oh, I know we're in a different time zone, but you'll never guess what time it is. Because <laughs> he just does it now. He just does it now. Suck my dick! <laughs> he doesn't even say suck it, does he? No. He doesn't go, suck it! He goes, suck my dick! <laughs> we get it. Uh, I agree completely. So let's rapidly move on to... Well, we touched a little bit on this yesterday. You promised me a game. Yeah, I did, and we will get to it as part of this. In oh, fact, all right, okay. Because uh, the elite, or specifically, I suppose, Kenny Omega, said on Dynamite, 
after he gave Hanger the mic to say that they've re-signed long-term contracts. Oh, my God. Hey, now we're going to be sticking around a lot longer here. We're going to be appearing on Dynamite. We're going to be appearing on Rampage. We're going to be appearing on Ring of Honor and maybe even Collision. It would be amazing if the night of SummerSlam, the conversation is not about that whatsoever, but about what? There's weirdness. Oh, oh, no, I thought I meant the, the, the match that you wanted to pitch. All oh, right, okay. Well, yeah, Sorry, also, just, which is part of Yeah, yeah, there's business. <laughs> I was 17 years old. I wanted to do two things with my life. I wanted to either A, write for Power Slam magazine, B, be Agent Cooper from Twin Peaks. <laughs> when I was 17 years old, do you know what I wanted to do? Masturbate. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Will Bourne. But then I realized, uh, you kind of have to be a cop first to yeah. go that far yeah. up. I'm not good at that. <laughs> I've never done it, but I know for a fact that I can't do that. Um, so I was like, right, okay, but using, maybe I can be Agent Cooper after all, because he used deductive technique mm. as part of his uh, investigative um, process. So let's use deductive reasoning to take away what certain people aren't doing mm-hmm. or don't seem to be doing at all in to arrive maybe at what they could be doing. So I said this yesterday. I'm saying it again. Yeah. And I'm going to give you maybe how it's going to happen. Jericho Osprey, as reported by Fightful Select, mm-hmm. the most reputable outlet, or at least they, they're the most consistently reputable. Mm. There's... Other journals who get great stories and are very good at what they do, but I think the hit rate from Fightful Select is better than most. Yeah. Fair? Fair. Report that it's Jericho Osprey. Okay? Maybe I've heard that. Yeah. Jericho Osprey, okay? So that takes Osprey away from the Omega table. Now, as part of that, Jericho's been teaming with Takeshita, who is nowhere near at the minute... Kind of bizarrely, in truth, Kenny Omega and storylines, okay? Mm-hmm. Because I think they've delayed that one for a purpose. Mm. They're just It's conspicuous, the fact that Callis suddenly, like, still cares about Omega. They're obviously going to revisit it. They didn't do all of this to not do anything with Omega and Takeshita, but it's weird how it's just not happening yet. Mm. So if Kenny hasn't got Osprey, which he appears not to have, and if the Takeshita storyline's gone cold or has been delayed, the latter option is correct. Who else is there? MGF? No. Moxley, that feud's over. Mm-hmm. And he's obviously, Moxley's going with Cassidy, so. Something with the books? Something with the books. But books versus FTR yeah. has been teased, so maybe you can take the trio's stuff off the table at the same time. Um, what is Kenny Omega doing? On the plus side, what is Punk doing? Right, Punk is not working the main event against MGF at All In. No, nope. because MGF's working Adam Cole. I cannot foresee a third singles match between Punk and Starks with a stip. Maybe because I just for Wembley because I just think. Surely, if you're trying to make that Wembley side, you would just do it the first time at Wembley after some electrifying promo battles. Or you do the Steamboat edition there. Even that, that's TV-sized. Yeah. And I, 
all of this deductive reasoning taking away the possibilities to narrow them down and to arrive at the correct answer, all of this is happening in my head, obviously. <laughs> Probably not real. In parallel with Omega on Dynamite saying, Meh, maybe we'll turn up on Collision. What if? Collision. FTR, Big Bill, that'll take about knowing Dax Howard an hour and 10 minutes of the show. <laughs> then you get a couple of, I'm joking, they'll go a nice 15 and it'll be great. I'm just doing a big, yeah, he's... <laughs> Main event time. Ricky Starks, CM Punk. Punk wins again. Starks is... No, Punk wins. Starks wants a rubber match, but maybe it'll have to wait because when Punk is celebrating, they do some, oh, with Steamboat, and then they shake hands. Punk holds up the title with the X through it. Ah, oh, it turns out there isn't an E in the f***ing building because the lights have gone off, and when they've come back on, Kenny Omega is standing right behind you. Yes. And CM Punk's like, well, something's happened because I can hear the noise, and he just turns around and gets V-triggered, and then if there's ever a time to do this, and it's weird how wrestling is selective with this, where it's like, oh my God, them two are fighting. They're, they're not meant to be fighting Get all the referees and security down. We need that separated. That can't happen every other week. <laughs> oh, we need a heat angle in the storylines. So let them fight. I don't care <laughs> if they kill each other. They'll sell some tickets. But that'd be the one time we're like, uh, oh, that could go wrong. Yes. Them Get them apart. And obviously we want you to wait and see the rest of it because you've got to pay for it. I'm going to be severely disappointed when this weekend comes to an end. Yeah, I don't. Th it's happening at some point. Even if it doesn't happen at Wembley, it's, uh, I'm convinced it's yeah, happening. We just selfishly it's, want it's it wrestling. Wembley, it's yeah. going to happen at some point. Um, well, the other option, of course, is instead of that amazing, shocking ending to Collision, uh, Kenny Omega just has a Kenny Omega in action drop, uh, graphic drop for Wembley. Uh, no, for tonight's or oh, for this weekend's Collision, um, and for that to happen, obviously, he'd have to have an opponent, and therefore, it's time to play the game. Who should Kenny Omega get a basic victory over to establish himself as a contender for CM Punk's uh, Not World Championship? So I have the uh, AW roster page in front of me. I'm going to scroll through it. And uh, this will be the hurdle that CM Punk, that Kenny Omega has to get over to get to CM Punk. <laughs> this could go one of two ways. We could shoot predict... Uh, uh, you know, your usual, like, Kenny Omega uh, is going to be on collision, and he's ready. Can he beat? Can he beat? Um, uh, let us find someone. Uh, Daddy Magic. <laughs> like, or it could be a kick-ass match to establish uh, him. Either way, we're, we're in now. So, Michael Sidgwick, I'm scrolling through the AW roster page. Tell me when to stop. Picking on between one and five, and that who's who we're predicting Kenny Omega to face on this weekend's AW Collision, or in a better world, your fantasy booking, which is far better. Top uh, two. <laughs> it's very, very rampage. This Tony Nice, Serpentico. Do you want to have another go? We'll do the stick or twist. Yeah, yeah, stick or twist. The Pro Evo stick or Good twist. Point. Do you get three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But I might stick at two. That's the game. <laughs> and I'm stuck with three. Oh, my God, take me back. 
Take me back to classic Argentina. <laughs> oh, maybe I'll have in at Milan so I can beat Adriano. Oh. Oh, my God. Kids these days. The streets won't forget. Yeah. Oh, that's where I'm from. Stop for... Right, Matt Jackson. <laughs> I'd stick you. We'll twist just because it doesn't make any sense, even though it would be an absolutely incredible match, and whenever they've wrestled each other, it's been best in the world of all-time level tag team-wise. Stop one. <laughs> well, you know, the big question has always been, who's going to kick out of the one-winged angel first? In AEW. So it's Natalia. And I've got a contender for you because just establish it, despite the fact we've just booked something completely different tonight. No, sorry, this weekend on AEW Collision to establish Kenny Omega as a challenger for uh, Punk's real world title. Kenny Omega versus Daddy Ass, baby. He's kicking out of 3.1 after the one winged angel. <laughs> he would. He would. I don't know what it's like. Right, let us know your thoughts ahead of AW Collision this weekend uh, on X at What Culture WWE. Watch they can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. As I said, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. Uh, me and Hamlet will be here later on to preview Friday Night SmackDown, um, and of course. We've got Wrestle Culture with the hashtag Bloody Good Quiz coming your way a little bit later on today. And then we'll be back on Monday uh, to review AEW Collision, although Michael Sidgwick is enjoying a very well-earned holiday. Yeah, I should say, this is the last time you'll hear my voice for about two and a half weeks. Oh, at least. Yeah. I'm going to have a week with the kids for the six weeks. And I'm off to, you know, all going well, I'm off to Crete. Oh, so this could be the last pod that the boys do or the last day of pods that the boys do together for quite some time. But we will return, and I promise when we are back reunited together, the three of us, we'll have something very special for you to reveal. But for now, this has been the AW Collision Preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.